Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. great to be back with you folks. We always consider it such a great honor to be coming into your earwaves. This is our 350th podcast. I was thinking about that. You know, it's, wow. uh, Pastor, it's been a year and three months since our first podcast. Really, we're going, moving in on four months. And uh, we started off, we, we didn't know what was going to happen. And you know, wouldn't you know how God used this? Here we are talking to people who are hurting, people who are helping, people who are hurting, People whose lives are upside down, and two weeks after, three weeks after we start the podcast, this thing called a pandemic showed up, and people were sitting at home listening yeah. to podcasts. Yeah. And some of them, I think, just stick with us because we're kind of goofy. I don't know, but uh, we're honored. Yeah. We're honored, yeah. and then, then we get some radio stations, so we get some people who speak some foreign languages listening to us. We're we're talking over there in London right now, brother. So, oh wow! <laughs> uh, and uh, as we speak in Ontario and New England, and uh, uh, so we're really. We're really thrilled to have this opportunity. We thank you, all you radio stations who are playing us, and uh, we want more to pick us up. And uh, so pray about that, folks, and pray that we could reach out to more people and point toward Christ and his church. With me, as always, is my co-host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, let us in on what's going on with you today. Well, good morning, Doug. Um, what is going on? You know, I just ate an Optivia frosted cinnamon bar. So I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. That Ooh. gave me a little bit of energy. So um, life's going on, you know, with eight kids, there is always something going on. Yeah. Amen. I had a bar this morning at uh, 545 on my way out the door. I should have worn my reflective belt this morning when I was <laughs> out there walking and running around. There were some crazies trying to get to BMW, I think a little bit early this morning because I almost got hit by two BMWs, and most of the bandits around here who drive those BMWs are employees. They work. They <laughs> yeah. can afford them. <laughs> they got these brand-new BMWs up and down this road that they let them have that work there that are in management. So uh, how about you, Pastor? How's things going for you this oh, morning? Oh, it's, it's a great morning, and uh, we uh, just thank the Lord for his mercies. They're new every morning. I remember a guy mm -hmm. said he saw a sign down in one of the southern states in a store said, you thank God if you got out of bed today. Wow. Well, and I thank God for that. I, I didn't want to get out of bed today. Uh, I wanted to keep on sleeping, but I couldn't sleep. And so it's that separation anxiety. Debbie's been hanging out, helping Daniel get through his uh, allergic reaction. So we have a segment. We call it the Norton Knuckleheaded segment because she brought it to our attention. So the moment, uh, a miss longtime missionary pastor's wife and now pastor's wife out in Arkansas. But you might be a knucklehead if... Pastor Miller. Yes, if you think the world rotates around you or you're the center of the universe. Wow. Oh, <laughs> if you're a narcissist, you might be a knucklehead is what's going on here. And you are a knucklehead if you're a narcissist. <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you what, I know people who think these ways and live these ways. It's, you know, it's funny. So I often tell the story that I had a 
uh, a special duty assignment at the White House. So I got to meet a bunch of presidents and specifically work with two. So I got to work with uh, President H.W. Bush III, or the father, and uh, he was the most mellow, cerebral, wonderful, handshaking, hugging, nicest guy I ever met in my entire life. I mean, there was there was nobody that I ever met with that much power, general, or uh, nobody has more power than the President of the United States. But he was that guy who always went out of his way to ask people how they were doing, check on things. And I mean, the busiest man in the world. And then the guy who came in after him was the complete opposite of that. The world revolved around them, their staff, his wife. His wife was the Wicked Witch of the West. I mean, it was just, it was ugly, man. It was, uh, uh, it was crazy. Well, President Bush, he's a genuine Christian. Yeah, and then President George W. Bush uh, used to sit on the end of my desk and laugh with me and joke with me and talk to me one day about redemption. And uh, he was the owner at that time of the uh, Texas Rangers. He was the majority owner and general uh, oh, wow. general president. That was before he ran for uh, governor. And, uh, man, I used to love sit, having him sit on the corner of my desk and just joke with him. And I would laugh, and I, I'd say, man, this is a good guy, but, you know, he's not presidential material. Boy, boy I was wrong, huh? <laughs> Eight years later. Other people uh, thought otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, a, just a wonderful man. But talk about contrast. Uh, there was a complete mm. different contrast, even in the White House. It, was, it went from playing the Star Spangled Banner and having prayer every morning uh, to not doing that anymore. Uh -huh. And uh, it was crazy. I was just glad to get off that duty. But here we are. We're in Psalm 110. Psalm 110, another Psalm of David. Um, it's attributed, uh, our Lord attributes it to David. Uh, the Apostle Paul attributes it to David. And there's a story going on between God the Father and God the Son. Wait a minute. Do we do food that's so, right? So I, don't... I was just going to say, I, I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. But I mean, I'm hungry. I wasn't oh. going to forget about it. All right. It's, okay. Go ahead. Give um, it to okay. us. So, so my food that's right with God is what I am making for supper tonight. Okay. And that is Zupa Tuscana. Oh, glory be to God right there. If you man. have not had that, go to Olive Garden today and you will be very, very happy. Oh, the kale, the sausage, a uh, little bit of potato. Man. I, all right, so there's rhubarb, raspberry pie, and Zupa Duscana going on around the world tonight. And I was looking in the refrigerator a little while ago. I was thinking about having some salad. That's out. I want you to know that right now. There's a change happening at the Carragher House. Hey, brother, can we have the blessing now and partake? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, I wish we could, yeah. All right, so here we are. We, you might be a knucklehead if the world is revolving around you. And, folks, stop being that person. Uh, that everything's got to be about you and start being that person that God wants you to be, that everything's got to be about others. And you know what? God will take care of you. You know, when you keep your focus, yeah. I, I learned how to fly one time. This is, this is the craziest thing ever. I don't know how to fly, but I worked with this doctor. I was down at the reception battalion in Fort Benning, Georgia. And my father had, and uh, thank God he got, three days before he got, he died. My father who had deserted us, uh, got saved and Oh, God wow. did a work in his life. I'm so happy to see him in heaven, a World oh. War II hero. But everything about him as a father was kind of tenuous and tough. He just wasn't around. And, and so I, 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 got, you know, I got saved, and I'm working with this guy who's a saved doctor, and he owns a plane. And I told him one day we're at Fort Benning, and I said, you know, my, my dad, I said, I've never really had a relationship with him. He said, well, brother, you need to. And he said, we're going to fly down there this weekend. I'll get you because I was telling him I wanted some flying lessons. 
So I remember we, we flew the plane down to New Orleans, landed, went and saw my father. He treated us like dirt. But I felt better about going out to see him and tell him I loved him. And we flew back. And I remember we were flying back in the, in the, the sun. And I, I asked this guy, he didn't know much about instruments. You know, we're either following highways or following the sun or depending on what time of the day it is. Yeah. And I asked him, we were on our way out there and we were following the sun. And, he, and uh, I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm just following the sun. Because if I keep my eye on the sun, everything else is all right. And I knew where he was going. He preached a sermon to me after that. But, yeah, but I'll so in, not yeah, you in. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and folks, we just need to follow the son of God. We just need to, uh, and, and then it won't be about us. Uh, it'll be about others and helping out others. And in the midst of helping out others, you know what? You become a pretty great human being. And I don't know about you, but I really want to be a pretty great human being mm. because of God, not because of myself, not that I can take credit, but because God allowed me to be there. And so mm. here we are in Psalm 110. So we're hearing from God the Father and God the Son, and I'm excited about this. The Lord said unto my Lord, to the Messiah, to Christ, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of strength out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beautiness of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, uh, and it was a priest. The Lord at the right hand shall strike through the kings in the day of wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook of the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. So there's a lot going on. I mean, he's talking about coming out of Zion. He's talking about this priest, uh, Melchizedek. He's, he's going on. He's talking about the Lord being at the right hand. He's talking about the judge. I mean, you see this, Stephanie, and, and what comes to your mind knowing that God is talking with God? What are you thinking? There's, there's something about it that makes me smile. Um, I think mm. there are so many times that Satan does his best via social media, via the news, whatever, to get our focus so horizontal that we forget that the King of Kings is still the King of Kings. Mm. And um, it makes me think of Psalm 2, um, where... God talks about the fact that he sits in the heavens and laughs and is not, he's not laughing at, at these people who, who think they're so powerful because he's amused. It's because he's in control. Yeah. And he knows, he knows the end of the story. He knows who's really in charge and who's, who really wins when the tale is told. And, um, I, I just love the fact that when I read this, even though it's it's gruesome in parts, when it says he shall wound the heads over many countries, he's in charge. He if we have to get that vertical perspective. If if you look at that at that phrase, it immediately takes you. You know, it's almost like it takes you up an elevator, um, an invisible elevator to heaven, and gives you a view that God is above them. To wound someone's head. You're above them. You're over them. You're on top of them. And that's a comfort 
that's a comfort for daily life. It's a comfort for every situation that seems out of control, whether it's, you know, on a, on a world scale or a personal scale to know that nothing is escaping his eyes, that God is still in control. Mm. And, um, you know, it gives a peace that, okay, God, I can keep serving you. Okay. I can keep my focus on loving you and doing what you have for me to do because you're still my God. Amen. Amen. And pastor, Amen. going down this idea again here, and, and uh, I think you preached to me actually from this Psalm. I, I remember maybe mm-hmm. you preaching from this Psalm, but yep. what does this Psalm do for us here? Oh, it uh, tells us that God is the center of the universe and his son <laughs> is honored as the center player of human beings, God in the flesh. And one day he's going to reign here on earth. You know, he's coming mm. back. So the deity of Christ, and of course, when Jesus was speaking uh, to those that rejected him in Luke chapter 22, he said, uh, why did David say the Lord said unto his Lord? <laughs> and he was showing them that he was God in that statement in the fulfillment of this verse. So what I like about this, and there's a personal part of it. Yeah. Uh, father and son talking. You know, mm. we, we to overhear God's conversation with his son, a father talking with his son, to me, God gives us glimpses in the Bible of the conversations he has in the Trinity. Yeah. it And that's an astounding reality about this one. But it, it once again is... He's going to be the one that reigns. Our God reigns. He does. He does. And, and, and God alone. Yeah. And and I like this. Uh, the Lord is at thy right hand. Strike the kings of the day of wrath. And, uh, you know, this is a messianic psalm. Obviously, we've talked about that. And so the Jewish people study psalms every day. I have a friend of mine who's a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. Every single day he studies psalms. And how can you, as a Jew, and again, I'm not Jewish, and he's not a completed Jew, how can you as a Jew come to places like this and not know that Jesus is the Lord and Savior, that Jesus is uh, at the right hand, that Jesus is the one that's been talked about throughout the Old Testament and prophecy? <clears throat> I, I guess the God I, of this world blinds the eyes and mm-hmm. the minds of those that do not believe. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord has to shine light, doesn't he? He does. He does. And, and, and then I guess there's, there may be folks listening to us today who have not accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. And, and here's another point. Here's another apologetic for you. Here is a, here's another reason on why you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I had a, uh, a professor in the seminary. His name is Dr. Walt Yoho, probably one of the smartest men I've ever met in my entire life. Guys memorized the whole Bible except for a couple verses in the books of Numbers, the book of Numbers. But he always says Numbers is still a book you can count on. So he's got that sense of humor thing going on. <laughs> but I'll never forget. He says, "Does the Bible claim to be the Word of God? Mm-hmm. It does. Does it prove it? It does. So if the Bible mm-hmm. claims to be the Word of God and it proves it's the Word of God and it tells us." that Christ is the Messiah, that he's already come. That's where we need to be. So, so folks, I know every day as you listen to this podcast, it ends with Brother Eric talking about how important it is you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that we're sinners. And uh, uh, when we view the world as, as our playground, when we're the center of our universe, where we're blasting life around us, we're not serving God. That's not yeah. service to God. 
that service to self and, mm. and those are things. So, so pastor, knowing all this and just going a little different, a question that one of the men asked was as a pastor, what was the one thing that if you could go back and get training on or that you could do differently by knowing more information about it, what would that be? Oh boy, that is a big question because that has multiple answers. There's lots of things we would all do different. You know, some people come and say, to, do you like what our present pastor is doing? Say, if you don't like oh. something, go talk to him. But I, there are lots of things I would have done differently if I had it to do over with, hopefully. Yeah. But I, I think uh, in my own family and uh, my own life, I think I would have done more of memorizing songs and singing mm -hmm. them. Now, Stephanie's got a great voice. Her CD that she you shared with me just recently, Steadfast yeah. in Trials. Yeah. If folks don't have that, they ought to get it. You need to get Stephanie's uh, CD. Oh, yes. Spotify, Amazon, all those places. I, Apple I, Music. I think it would have meant more to me to keep my spirit sweet toward the Lord if I would have spent more time studying the backgrounds of hymns and songs, why they were written, just like you guys have written these recently about Joseph. That, yeah. What a wonderful song that is that's so biblical. I think that would have kept my own spirit more the way a pastor's spirit ought to be. So that may sound strange. You know, I, I no. took Greek as a minor, and so I did my homework there, and I I t it was a master's in theology, so I did my theology study. But I think if I would have focused in my family, singing more, memorizing more hymns, and in my own life, I think that would have helped me in the ministry better. To have a song on your heart. And yes. that's such a good thing. And, you know, folks, uh, take heed to this because there's, you know, you have time. Uh, you know, grab a hymn book. One of the things I do in my office, I have two or three different hymn books. One of my favorite hymn books is, I kind of grew up with it is, uh, is the old sword of the Lord hymn book. And, you know, I, I'll sit around, so I can't sing a lick, but I'll be in there doing victory in Jesus. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, all those different songs that I love faith is a victory power in the blood. Uh, you know, just remembering those, I was driving down the road yesterday and I have Spotify on my phone and believe it or not, there's a good assortment of conservative traditional Christian hymns and music. And, um, I was listening to uh, a CD entitled Precious Memories. It's just a piano player, and it's it's Alan Jackson, of all things. And I don't think you should go out. You know, Alan Jackson does country music. and so Don't listen to that. But I got to tell you that Precious, Precious Memories, which it sounds like he's up in front of uh, Morningside Baptist Church, and Pastor Miller's wife's playing the piano, and he's singing hymns. And boy, that did my heart some good as I had to do some driving around yesterday to sing hymns with them. And mm, I come amen. to the garden alone and oh, that was just. So Stephanie, you have a hymn for us today that goes with this. And what hymn is that? Well, today we are going to go with Crown Him with Many Crowns, which is a beautiful, an absolute beautiful hymn. One of my favorites. Amen. And why don't we go ahead and do that? Do you just want one verse? Well, you have about a minute and a half. I think that's all we have time for. 
Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Friends, love that, Stephanie. Thank you very much. Friends, hide a song in your heart. What Pastor Miller was saying, remember that even now, at the right hand of the Father is the Son intercession on your behalf. Amen. Uh, remember that Psalm said that uh, he's going to, there's going to be a judge. It tells us in Acts 17, he is going to be a judge. And that man is Jesus Christ. Serve your savior today. Holler out to him, pray to him, bring your family into your devotions, into your singing, uh, make your home uh, filled, filled with faith and song. We sure do love you Amen. folks. I, I hope that if you're having a trial right now, you're in the midst of that, you'll look to the Lord. Uh, if there's anything we can do to help you, please make sure you find us on Help for Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop us a line. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.